Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Wow. Hello and welcome to the Abroad in Japan podcast, probably the best way of learning about life in Japan without actually being in Japan. I'm your host, Chris Broad, and we're joined, as always, by top London radio DJ and certified Japanophile, Mr. Pete Donaldson. Pete, what are you laughing about? Um, I found a website where you can oh, buy God. sort of generic mascots that you could, like, change <laughs> and modify to uh, to your own um, dimensions. Wasn't expecting that. Well, there's like, there's like a traffic light. You can dress up as a traffic light with a hat. Um, <laughs> but they're just like really professional looking kind of mascots. And this must be the sort of place that uh, the Japanese kind of prefectures and organisations must get, get get these from. Uh, and they must just modify them slightly. We touched, um, we touched on this, uh, was it last week? Yeah. We talked about mascots yeah. in Japan, how they're big business and how there's lots of weird, obscure ones such as Melon Bear, which is a bear <laughs> with a, a melon for a head. Mm. Uh, what was the other one? Um, what did we have? We had uh, one that was a runway, one with, <laughs> an airport runway, runway man, <laughs> runway man, brilliant, brilliant. Um, this one I'm looking at, four hundred twenty nine euros, four hundred twenty nine euros, yeah, four hundred twenty dollars. Um, mascot, uh, mascot, white and coloured traffic light with a kepi, which right. I presume is like a cap. Uh, cute and colourful, this mascot white traffic light with three colours and his cap will be first perfectly suited for raising awareness for a driving school or a circuit. <laughs> Impressive and funny, it does not go unnoticed. I, you love mascots so much. Oh, I often wonder brilliant. why you're on radio and why you're not working in the mascot industry. I, I would Imagine. really get into flat. What's that? Um, that sign spinning thing that people do in America. Oh yeah. I reckon I'd be really good at that. I'd enjoy that immensely. I think it's your calling in life that <laughs> I think at some point or another you need to address this and, and break into the, the mascot industry. Oh, enjoyable. Very enjoyable. But it's just amazing that you can actually buy these sort of fully formed ideas as a palm tree mascot. Let's take that one. Palm tree mascot. 420. Again, for everything's 429 euros. It doesn't matter how complex these things are. So, yeah. All this talk of mascots <laughs> has made me want to make a video on mascots. Mm. I'm actually going to... After last week, when we did talk about mascots to a fair amount. Uh, I did think this is a topic I need to do. So mm. I'm going to go out when I get back to Japan. In a few days, I am going to go out and do some research, find some mascots and mm. make the greatest video about Japanese mascots you'll ever see on YouTube ever. And talk to the mascot people, the and people I will, behind the masks. I will. I want to find that. I think that's the most interesting thing. Mm. How did you fuse a watermelon with a bear mm. to create melon bear? Have I, well, have I, t- have I spoken about um, the Hartlepool uh, mascot before? On, uh, the mascot the, from Hartlepool? The Hartlepool Hangus the Monkey. Hangus oh. the Monkey. He was... Uh, he was the football team's mascot, and he was just a monkey, and he'd run around, and um, he 
challenged the Labour incumbent mayor uh, to uh, in, in in the in the um, in the vote for for mayor basically. What he, his promises were like um, free free bananas for school children, which he never followed up on when he actually got the premiership. He, he got given the mayor all what? candidacy, and so he was the he was the mayor for like two or three years. Stuart Drummond, his name was a monkey. A man in a monkey, a man suit. monkey suit. Right. was the mayor of Hartlepool. Might be why Hartlepool's economic situation <laughs> has somewhat declined over the last he few took, decades. He took uh, he took the no. As soon as he, he took office, though, he took the suit off and tried to be a proper <laughs> oh, mayor, no. which is terrible. Isn't it? If you're gonna, if you're in an election as a monkey, <laughs> you've got to, you've got to stay true to your monkey values. There can't and be not many. Just, you can't just pull your costume off. <laughs> you've got to stay as the mascot for the whole yeah. two or three years. Anyway. This is a, a lovely, interesting tangent for another day. I'm sad, Pete. I'm going back to Japan. Oh, Chris. Except I'm not sad. I'm quite excited. Chris. It's been... <laughs> Chris. Don't go, <laughs> you have nothing mate. nothing else to add there. Just Please, Chris. Chris, don't go. I miss you. I've been in, Jap- <laughs> I've been in the UK uh, a few weeks now. Mm-hmm. It's been good. Been enjoyed, fun. enjoyed the rain? It's, it's been, <laughs> no, the weather here has been lovely. Lovely. Right, okay. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's nice to finally go back and do things. I've, I miss Japan a little bit. Mm. I do feel like... Whenever I leave Japan, a part of me is still in Japan. Oh. That sounds really weird well, and your property, creepy and disgusting. The things in your flat. I don't have any are. property. <laughs> a printer. Uh, yeah, I feel like when I leave Japan, a part of me is, part of me is left there. Oh. Which sounds odd. I think it's because I've been there seven years now, right? Mm. Seven years since two weeks ago. Mm. Uh, so, and, I, and I've changed a lot since then. I've become a man. <laughs> a man with very poor facial hair. Right. Um, but a man nonetheless... <laughs> <laughs> and lots of things I, I've done lots of things and I've become someone different different right. to who I was when I left in 2012 so I feel like a lot of my identity is tied up in Japan mm, exactly even though I can never be Japanese because I have no Japanese blood inside me um, so it's so like a weirdest transfusion <laughs> do it give me presumably if you presumably if you lost a load of blood and you had to get given a load of blood in a Japanese hospital that would probably be Japanese blood. I would become Japanese. And they're really big on blood out there. Yeah, they blood love blood. Stuff, so they're probably always really careful. So they're it. probably really careful to make it like But I read a study pure. that people in Japan don't like to give blood. I think it's just 11% of people like to give blood. In the right. UK it's like 25%. So you reckon they import it from elsewhere? I don't know. No. But I'm loving the way this conversation's <laughs> gone from monkeys running towns to blood transfusions. I need to, I need to go and give blood. I, last time I, I gave it, I hadn't eaten anything and I felt a bit fit. <laughs> And she gave me a leaflet basically saying, so you're an idiot. <laughs> so you turned up and you hadn't eaten anything and you felt a bit faint, you oh, idiot. Uh, I don't know what to do on the plane. It's a 12-hour flight between oh. Heathrow and Japan. I hate rap. flying. Do a 12-hour rap. Before. A 12-hour rap. <laughs> yeah, for for the rest of the patrons on the plane. Brilliant. Tell I... them how you're going to fly under the rainbow bridge. <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to do, Pete. I think I have to knock myself out of sleeping pills this time. I right. hate flying. I hate it. I don't know why people enjoy it. Mm. But there you go, flying nonetheless. There's no other way around it. I could take a boat. Do you know how long that would take? How long would that take? Three months? Two months? Two months. Well, a boat straight across, like, so you'd yeah, have through to go the around. Sky. <laughs> a boat through the sky. So you'd have to go through... You'd have to go, well, there's two ways. You go, across the Atlantic, mm. down the Panama Canal and across the Pacific, or mm. down around Africa, around the Horn of Africa, back up around the Indian Ocean, mm. around Singapore, Malaysia, yeah. up around the South China Sea, and then bang, into Yokohama, Yokohama <laughs> Harbour for tea and biscuits. Probably take two to three months, and I think I'd probably get more seasick than a 12-hour flight, so I think I'll stick with the plane. But I'm looking forward to getting back. I am. Yeah. Um, it's going to be good. It's going to be like late August, so the temperature will be A little nice. bit more bearable. A little bit more bearable than yeah. before.
Um, there you go. Ready to dive back in. What are you uh, going to be taking back with you? What's the um, the, the home comforts you're going to be taking back? <sighs> I haven't actually got anything planned. What? Oh, you given me the big licks when I'd lost your cider. You've got to take some cider back with you. To who, though? To Natsuki? To you. I did think about... <laughs> actually, no, I was thinking about taking some sweets back, some British sweets for Natsuki, and then doing yeah. a classic tasting British sweets with a Japanese guy video. Oh, who would do that? <laughs> I used to, <laughs> you, I used to spend, three years ago. I used to spend, like... So much money and time and effort making my videos, mm. cycling through rice fields with drone shots and like amazing set pieces mm. and CGI plane crashes. And now it's just going to be me and Natsuki <laughs> in a room trying sweets for 12 minutes, job done. That's my YouTube channel's future. Brilliant. I, did, uh, I enjoyed your mate uh, Charlotte's video with uh, Natsuki eating a lot of... Uh... A lot of crisps and stuff and some root beer. He really didn't like that root, root beer, did he? Natsuki doesn't <laughs> like root beer, yes. Uh, for those of you who love Natsuki <laughs> and have missed his absence from the Abroad Japan channel, he recently featured on uh, my friend Sharna's videos. Um, Charmander is the name of the channel. It's clever. Probably copyright infringement on Pokemon. Possibly. <laughs> Just Charmander, evolved. Charmander. Uh, <laughs> um, but no, she, she fed Natsuki root beer and Fisherman's Friend Sweets. And he created some new swear words. He created the swear word fuckish. Fuckish. Because he kind of went to say fuck, but then he wanted to say shit. And he kind of blended it into fuckish. <laughs> yeah. And he described Fisherman's Friend as the taste of death. Yeah. Which I like that. It is like, taste he said it's like that kind of tiger balm stuff you put on your back if you've got a bad, a poorly, a poorly muscle. So I miss, speak. I just miss him and his weird, wacky quotes and great <laughs> ideas. And I can't wait to see him. Yeah. Honestly, I can't. And he'll be back on the channel. I can't wait to see him either. This Chris. month as well. Yes. Oh. Nice documentary about a rock star. Um, but today, we are going to turn our attention to the fax machine. It's been piling up over the last few weeks and we haven't been answering as many questions as we should. So we're here today to answer, there must be at least 10, 15, 20 questions here. <laughs> Let's get through them. What's the first one? Mr. Donaldson. Celine. Hello, Celine. Um, hi, Chris and Pete. Um, I'm from uh, I'm, I'm Celine and I'm from Switzerland. I love to hear your podcasts on the train uh, when everybody stares at me whenever I start laughing out loud of Noah because Pete said something weird slash stupid slash funny. He does uh, do that. Last week you shared some stories of kindness in Japan. Here's my story. Ooh. I was in Tokyo with my husband enjoying our vacation and shopping spree. My husband collects video games uh, when we found an article about a 10 yen sushi shop. No. No, I did not do a typo. It's 10 yen per nigiri. 10 yen. What's that in pence? 10 pence, right? Right. That's ten. That's P? like ten cents or six pence for six a P? piece of sushi, and they're what? actually really good. Nothing fancy though. I bet it's nothing fancy. <laughs> I mean, just the fish itself would cost that amount. Presumably, I don't get it. it? Uh, so we stood on the front of this shop. No English signs, nothing. But Google Maps told us we were in the right place. Uh, so we went and tried inside this uh, tiny shop and tried to order. As we spoke, no Japanese. A stranger walked up to us and helped us order thirty nigiri and uh, two coke. Uh, he did collect our order when it was uh, when it's our turn and even helped us to pay. His English yeah. was not great, so we barely spoke to each other except from helping us. Him, sorry, uh, except for him helping us to order. Suddenly we heard that Bon Jovi was playing on the radio, so he turned to us and smiled big and he said, I love Bon Jovi, it's my life! I think this is one of my favourite travel stories to tell. Uh, sorry if my spelling has often been a while since I wrote so much English. Ha-ha! I uh, wish you all the best. Uh, cheers, Celine. Your English is excellent uh, and your written English is even better than that, I imagine. What a wonderful story. Yeah, love you, Bon Jovi, it's my life. It's my life. Isn't that the song, it's my life? No. Or was he actually just saying, no, it's my life? Is it? I love Bon Jovi so much, it's such a huge part of my life. What well, I don't understand well. is how can you have sushi that's 10 yen? I don't, I, I don't know the logistics about how I think I actually know this place. I read some articles about it and my friends went there and made a video once. Right. And what he does, basically, is he, the, the sushi's actually good quality, mm. if it is this one. 10 yen for tuna sushi. Right. Right. 
what he does is he charges you on the drinks. Oh. You have to buy, I think you have to buy like three drinks minimum. Right. So he's not going to be turning much of a profit, but mm. still a profit nonetheless. And that's uh, how he does it. I see. Yeah. Ah, very interesting. But the, review, the the video I watched, if it is again, if it is this one, this unmarked, unlisted kind of secret sushi shop. Mm. Um, yeah, apparently it was good quality, mm. and my friends liked it. <laughs> Check it out online. Ten yen sushi. I think it's out there somewhere. Uh, hello, Chris and Pete. I love your podcast. My favourite time to listen is when I'm walking in the woods, oh. just enjoying the beauty of nature. I'm accidentally scared of fox because you guys made me laugh out loud. I love this. We've scaring foxes last week. Someone uh, said that we ruined their painting because when they laugh. When they listen to the podcast while they're painting, yeah, and the laughter causes the paintbrush to slip and ruin the artwork. In many ways, we are um, co-creators of that art, aren't we? Really, we if are co-creators of reality. If we're moving the brush in a certain way, at certain right. times, we're very oh, much part the first, of it. The first, yeah, Celine said we cause people to be scared on trains. We're scaring <laughs> foxes. We're ruining artwork. Oh, Love dear. it. Things I never thought would happen doing a podcast. My question is something that's been bothering me for a while. Next time I go to Japan will be my fourth time. And the other times I've really wanted to try more different foods than I actually did. Um, but on my next trip, I really want to make an effort to get the staff or the chef's recommendations using the phrase, osusume wa nandesuka. Uh, but to be honest, I'm a bit scared. I trust the Japanese are very fair and honest. But what if they recommend the most expensive item? And I don't realise. And the bill is insane. Am I overthinking it? Could it happen? They would trick me. Would they actually trick me or unknowingly do it because they expect that I can just pay whatever they want because I'm a foreign tourist because I ask for their recommendation. I'm not worried if I have a menu they can point at, but if they don't, is it rude to ask how much the dish is when they recommend it? So, so for the long, maybe confusing question, I absolutely adore you guys. I love experiencing Japan through you guys whenever my longing gets too strong, which is every day. Oh, my God. On another podcast, you butchered the Danish name Like or Lick. <laughs> so I wonder how you'll do with my Danish name, Jet. Uh, if it helps, it, all, it sounds almost like uh, Ed. Ed, 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 uh, in Japanese, Yede. thanks for the awesome podcast, Jet yeah. or, or Yete. 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 Oh, God, I butchered another name. Um, <laughs> what was the point again? Oh, Osusume wa Nandesuka. So I always use this phrase, I teach people this phrase, Osusume wa Nandesuka. What's your recommendation? Yeah. When you go into a restaurant, you, you might not be able to read the menu because mm. it's going to be in Japanese kanji characters. Mm. And if you can't read, you're screwed. So you can just sort of say, Ah, oh, Sibasen, Sibasen, Osusume wa Nandesuka. What's the recommendation? And mm. hopefully the chef or the staff will go, Oh, I'll get it for you, and they'll bring out this wonderful mm. sushi plate or yeah. some lovely wagyu beef or something. It would be a, it would be a little bit weird, probably, to sort of just say, "Oh, how much does this osasume cost?" I've never done that before. No, I mean, um, how expensive can meals be? But, but it's, you know, it's the booze that gets you. It's like that other guy. It's the booze that costs the money. As Pete's I found say. out many times on his <laughs> travels. Um, no. I think Japanese people are very nice, mm. and I don't think they're going to go, I'll get you the recommendation, and then crack out the $300 Wagyu beef. Mm. Then that happens very rarely. No. I don't think that's going to happen. And Usually when you ask for the recommendation, basically they bring out the kind of the meibutsu. Do you know what that is, Pete? No. Meibutsu. Meibutsu. Come on, you know it. No, not a clue. Come on. Not a meibutsu. clue. It means local food. Right. Okay. So let's just bring out the local food. Give so some local to, food, please. If you get a Hokkaido, it's going to be seafood, you know, you're in... Fukuoka it's going to be ramen or whatever um, so don't be afraid just go for it don't worry I'm sure they're not going to bring out some weirdly expensive item and if they do you've learnt your lesson if you, yeah, if you do <laughs> it wasn't me that told you to do that just yeah it was Pete Pete did it <laughs> ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well 
HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. In our daily lives, we all carry around with us different stressors. They can be big, they can be small, and sometimes we might not even realise that we're carrying them around with us. But if these feelings stay bottled up, they can start to affect us negatively, which is why having a positive outlet for discussion can be such a valuable tool for your well-being. Therapy can be a perfect outlet for your inner stressors. It's a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Sometimes just speaking things out into the open can be such a great release of inner tension. So you can spend less time stressing about the issue and more time figuring out how you can overcome it. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com forward slash Japan today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com forward slash Japan. Three, three, six... <laughs> uh, Dan from Phoenix, Arizona. Hey there, guys. Oh, hey there, fellas, even. Uh, whenever my pipes hurt from singing too much, I switch from music and put on your guys' lovely podcast. Um, I had a question about my experience I had when I was a, a younger person staying with a host family in Japan. I got in my host mother's car in the back seat and I started to put on my seatbelt. Upon doing that, my host mom and sister both looked at me and said, laugh, and started laughing, uh, saying, no, no, is okay. At the time, I didn't really speak Japanese and at this point, contacting them uh, and asking about it seems like it would be weird. So I want answers here, Chris. Why did they laugh? Um, uh, P.S. I'd love to see my boy Pete D in more videos. What a lovely chap. Thanks, Dad from Arizona slash uh, Phoenix um, for your kind words about me. I'd love to see more my boy Pete That's D. what you need. Pete D. That's what the internet needs. Makes you sound a lot cooler than you are. Pete D. Pete D. Like yeah. Doesn't work for me. Chrissy B. <laughs> um, I basically, in Japan, the whole seatbelt rule that not, we love so applicable. much in other countries, it's not applicable. I think it is now. Right. I think a decade ago it was all right. Mm. What I do know is when I'm in a taxi in Japan, they don't mind about seatbelts for in yes. the back seat. You don't have to worry about it. Mm. It's kind of weird to do it. Although they have been enforcing it more recently right to wear your seatbelt telling you to do it but yeah in, in up until recently in japan if you're in the back seat you didn't have to worry about your seatbelt mm. um and i've you know i've got in the car put it on people are like oh you don't need to do it i'm like well you do i've seen the adverts on british tv where someone in the back seat slams into the driver and pizza smashes everywhere. their face into the steering wheel pizza everywhere mate i i feel weird not having a seatbelt on I, you know I, I mean? yeah i don't it's it's weird though but when you get in a bus, you don't put a seatbelt. That's true, yeah. <laughs> Isn't it strange? But buses though? are never normally Buses. going fast enough to warrant a seatbelt. Yeah. Taxis, like black cabs, I never put them on. 
I mean, they don't necessarily go that far because they're in the city centre, but yeah, it's it's weird, these tricks that your mind sort of um, plays on itself. Oh, yeah, I'll be fine. I'll be fine in this black cap. It's a bit odd. I, I'll just <laughs> say, put the seatbelt on, ignore the sneering host family yeah. the next time you're in Japan. Get your seatbelt on. Say, it won't be so funny when my face goes through the dashboard, will it? Yeah. I like the. Um... Try and say that in Japanese because I don't know how to say <laughs> that. <laughs> I like the. Uh, there was a man in uh, Russia who was. Um, uh, specifically kind of following um, police cars around um, using his mobile phone um, right. to, to, to make them stop him. Um, but it wasn't actually a mobile phone that he had to his head. It was a little mobile phone-shaped cake he'd made. What? So he'd made these, these mobile phone-shaped cakes and made them look like a phone, but it was a cake. <laughs> and then when the, the, the he films this, right. when, the, when the police woman pulls him over and says, right, you're getting written up for that because you... And he says, why, why? And she says, okay. you're using a mobile phone. And he goes, and just eats, just bites the mobile phone. Eating the evidence. Yeah, and she's so, so shocked. Um, in did summary. He, did he get the fine? Of course he did. He's still doing something dangerous, isn't he? I would find Where him. Are... Like, you've pissed me off, you've wasted my time, have a yeah. $500 fine. Yeah, and also or like... 500 rubles. Whether you've got a phone to your head or a cake, you shouldn't. You should have two hands available to use the steering wheel, so you, you, you've mugged yourself off there, mate. Absolutely. Mr. Russian cake monster. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> God. Hi, Chris and Pete from two Geordie listeners. Uh, are you a Geordie, Pete? Nah. Monkey hang- I'm a monkey hanger. As as you talked about the mascot side, I'm a monkey hangers. Everyone listening who's not a Geordie or no. doesn't know what a Geordie is because they're outside the UK, what's a Geordie, Pete? It's just someone from Newcastle, right? Someone from Newcastle. Someone yeah. from Newcastle, right. Hi, Chris and Pete from two Geordie listeners. It's alarmed, it's alarmed us to hear that there was a rise in scams and cult-type shenanigans in Tokyo in April this year, uh, as that was where my boyfriend and I took a trip, and he proposed under a big cherry tree in the Imperial Gardens. Yeah, that marriage is a big cult. The biggest cult of all, you might say. (laughs) Is this a reference? We made a podcast, didn't we, back in March or April about Mm. scams, because there was a rise. I remember seeing lots of annoying people flag scamming. selling yeah fla- some foreigners selling flags mm. Japanese people confusing them um, whilst we were wandering around the various parks and shrines we came across a bloke dressed like a monk of sorts who boldly came up to us and gave us a small beaded red bracelet saying it was a gift that would bring us peace and then very sternly told us it was £10 we had to buy it if we wanted to go see the shrine <laughs> we paid him for the shitty bracelet then it dawned on us that it seemed pretty scamish was it? <laughs> Oh, and also, two very persistent young girls kept following us around Shinjuku, asking what my Instagram was and inviting us to a really cool party. We politely declined and realised this too was probably something culty, as they would just wouldn't leave us alone. And we both thought the Japanese were supposed to be fairly shy around foreigners. So, Chris, what's the deal? You've spoken extensively about scams and cults in Japan on the rise, but why? What is the reason, do you think, that the Japanese are seemingly keen to sign up to scary cults? All the best, Alex and Chris, now married, woo. Congratulations, guys. Mm. Um, I'm glad the annoying bracelet scam didn't ruin the wedding <laughs> or the proposal. Um, yeah, that is a scam. Mm. That's definitely a scam. That's a scam. If someone puts anything near your hand and says, yeah, it's free, it's peace, and then charges you £10, <laughs> it's just a scam and they're... An idiot. Mm. If you if you go to like um, Beijing or um, yeah, like Beijing's a good example, and like you're approached by anyone like speaking English and taking you to a tea shop. And yeah, stuff, I, I had like, that. When, that's really it. common in Beijing when you walk down the street. Girls mm. to come over and go, "Oh, do you speak English?" And mm. they're quite pretty and nice. Yeah, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I speak English. Let's go." And they're mm. like. I know a great tea shop down this alleyway and you look down the dark alleyway and you think, eh, wait a minute. <laughs> I, I remember doing it and then saying, can we go to Starbucks over there? So, no, it has to be this tea shop. And I was like, oh, <laughs> probably not. I'm busy now, then bye. Um, yeah, I honestly, I 
I know we've, we've had lots of kind stories of strangers and things in these recent episodes. Um, we did a, that episode a few weeks back, didn't we, about mm. kindness in Japan. Uh, I'm always a bit wary if someone comes up to me and just starts talking in Japan because mm. people are so introvert and shy usually. Yeah. When they're doing it, instantly an alarm goes off and yeah. you think, oh, God, there's something wrong here. Um, you know, like someone came and talked to me in Hokkaido. It was a woman trying to induct me into some sort of Buddhist cult mm. in Sapporo. I remember that vividly. Um, so, yeah, I mean, this one in Shinjuku, when they wanted your Instagram name or whatever, that was probably they wanted to just try and promote some sort of nightclub in Shinjuku mm. and try and encourage you to come along to right. that. So, yeah. So just be wary. If someone comes up to you, just ignore them or tell them to go away. And <laughs> go away. <laughs> even if someone is, yeah, just just be careful. You can usually tell if someone's coming to scan you, though. Scan you. To scan, scan you. Scan me. God. Scan me and then scan me. QR code face. <laughs> uh, that's another uh, mascot. Um, greetings from <laughs> Chile. Uh, I've got I've not got a name on this one, so apologies, uh, greetings from Chile. Uh, oh. I love the podcast and I listen to it religiously. Um, speaking of cults, uh, in the uh, last two years, I've been to Japan twice on vacation. I can't wait to go for the third time. The trip from Chile is almost 30 oh. hours. So I've got a 12-hour flight oh. by the day after tomorrow. Yours is 30 hours. Jeez. I don't even know how you get from Chile to Japan. Changing Hawaii Changing or LA, LA or something? Yeah. Oh, uh, and the time difference is 12 hours, so the jet lag is oh, massive God. and soul-crushing. I have a question. I've heard a lot about the uh, Daibutsu from Nara, Kamakura and uh, Fukuoka. Daibutsu. Giant statue, right? Right, okay. Buddha. Giant statue yeah. of the Buddha. Frequently being a topic for Gaijin uh, content creators, uh, but why does no one mention the uh, Ush- uh, Ushiki Daibutsu near Tokyo? It's 120 metres tall, and on a clear day, you can see it from Skytree. Is there a big um, Buddha in in around this place then, I guess? Ushiki yeah. Daibutsu. Mm. Oh, I'm trying to remember the place where it is. Mm. Um, damn it, there's a prefecture really near. It begins with I... Help me. Ibaraki. Right, Ibaraki right. Prefecture. They've got this Ushiki Daibutsu. Right. 120 metres tall. Mm. It looks crazy. It was at one point the tallest statue in the world. I really? Think, up until 1990 or 2000, up until the year 2000. Mm. Um, I've never seen it in person. It does look kind of creepy and crazy and fun. I think the reason people don't go to that one and go to the one in Nara or the one in Kamakura, mm. is because they have historic value, whereas this one was just built in, like, the 80s. And the one in Kamakura, you can get inside its head. <laughs> That's you? I think so, yeah. Are you sure? I remember being inside a head. Uh, I think Definitely. you can, yeah. yeah. I think you yeah. can. I, my, I love the one in Kamakura. It's beautiful. Mm. Um, I don't know when it was built. For all I know, that maybe it does have no historic value. I don't know. But it looks <laughs> historic, and that's all that matters. Um, <laughs> then again, that's, that being said, the uh, the Daibutsu in Fukuoka, that mm. I put in a video a few, mo- a few months back, that was the most amazing Buddha that I've ever seen. And it's kind of laying down, it's in the laying down pose. Mm. Um, Street Fighter <laughs> Said to be the Buddha going into Nirvana, relaxing right. on a chair. Yeah, like chilling you out. Uh, it looks, Nirvana, guys. It looks BRB. beautiful. That's my favourite one. Um, yeah, I guess this one, people don't go to the Ushiki Daibutsu that much just because it's a little bit out of the way. Mm. Whereas Kamakura... You've got lots of things to do. You can see yeah. the statue. When I go to Kamakura, I like to get a filthy beach. Like to get a bicycle <laughs> and see the filthy beach. Uh, it's not all that you, bad. All your filthy beach. Depends what time of year. And you get a nice view of Mount Fuji from Kamakura as well. Mm. And it's near Tokyo. Whereas again, this one, Ushiki Daibutsu. I don't know if there's anything else around the Daibutsu. You're just mm. going for a 120 meter statue from the night. Oh, Kamakura yeah. is lovely. So my advice is stick to Kamakura. Definitely stick to Nara. They're mm. both amazing places. Lots Beautiful. of things to do. You've got a short holiday. You should try and pack in as much as you can. Yeah, uh, definitely. Dan, and thanks to that guy. I don't know what his name was. No, could be a girl. Chili. We know they're from Chile. 
So that's, yeah. that's what we've got to go on. Dear Pete and Chris, my question is for both of you. Have you ever taken or considered taking the Japanese language proficiency test? I heard that this can help immensely when applying to work for Japanese companies, and some even require foreigners to be at a certain level, such as N1 to N2. For Pete, uh, the first level test is supposed to be really easy. And for Chris, <laughs> why not see how good or bad your Japanese has gotten over the years? I dare say this could help you when sending out your resume, resume for potential video opportunities with Japanese companies. Great podcast. All the best. Dan. Pete, oh, have you Dan, done it? Dan's like some kind of um, career advisory kind of guy. Secretly trying to steer Should, our uh, careers. Work, work on your skills, mate. Work on your skills. <laughs> work on your skill base. Be better. Get it on your LinkedIn. Have you done it, Pete? No, God no. Why not? I can't, because I can't speak any Japanese. You can speak right. some. Cannot. All right, I can't. can order a coolish. <laughs> I for a beer. I did take <laughs> N two uh, like four years ago. Right. I just missed it. I just oh, failed. Oh, just fell. And then the... I took it again. Right. Six months later. Yeah. And then I really failed. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, because I'd studied really hard mm. up until the first time I took it, mm. and I was like, uh, I didn't think I was going to pass. Right. Weirdly, it was more like. I could take N3 and definitely get it or shoot for N2 and possibly get it. Mm. Uh, you know, shoot for the moon and you, you might aim, <laughs> you might be among the stars if you fail, all that crap. Mm. Uh, I shot for N2, I missed it, I got nothing. Because obviously I got to just walk away with nothing. I didn't mm. even have N3. So I was like, well, I better do it again. But in the time between the first time I took it and the second time I took it, I didn't study for a single day. Right. Uh, so actually my knowledge went down, my proficiency went down. And when I took it, Someone's phone went off. I remember now. Some, during the listening, I'm not even making this up. Right. In the listening, there was 200 people in a room mm. doing the test in yeah. Niigata. Someone's phone went off and it kept ringing the entire time for the listening. <laughs> well, and it got it so bad that he, in the end he got thrown out. Mm. And they said to us, look, this guy has ruined it for a lot of people here. We're going to redo the listening section. But at that point, I felt like, ah, I probably failed it anyway, so I didn't do it. <laughs> probably should have done it. Idiot. You sound like a... I sound like a winner, but no, like since then, I haven't done it again, I haven't studied for like a single day, my Japanese has been in free fall for the last half decade, <laughs> but I actually vowed um, just a few weeks ago, I sat down, looked in the mirror and went, yes, I've got a day, <laughs> I didn't know, I, didn't <laughs> I, yes. I don't know why I'm conjuring up this yes. story, I, I sat down Do and thought, it. I'm rubbish, uh, because I've lived in Japan for seven years mm. now. I think I looked at the clock and realised I'd lived in Japan seven years, and yet I you didn't have at the clock. And it shut up, Pete. You're ruining my imaginary. You looked story. in the mirror and went yes, and then You're looked at the clock and went, this... "I've been here for seven years." All right, I was. I this was, is just a house of I cards. I was walking in the park, Pete, and I saw a dog, and I thought that dog looks that like dog. seven years old, yeah. but it hasn't got JLPT N two. <laughs> Either way, I decided. If you're going to be in a country that long, yeah. if you're going to be in a country seven years, eight mm. years, whatever, you really should master the language to some degree. And I was on the road. I was on the path to success. Mm. And I screwed it up. I gave up um, because I threw all my eggs into the YouTuber basket right. and spent most of my time learning how to become a YouTuber and film things and edit things. And I've kind of got an all-or-nothing personality. Mm. By giving it my all, I'm not at all. Right. And when I, I kind of thought, before, I was studying Japanese like five or six hours a day. Then when I stopped, I was like, well, I've stopped now. It's all or nothing. Mm. I either go five hours a day or not at all. And I went, not at all. I realised in hindsight now, as a 29-year-old man, that's a stupid way of doing things, and a stupid way of looking at the world. I could have easily fit in one hour, two hours a day of study uh, over the last few years and kept boosting my Japanese. But I didn't. I'm an idiot. I paid the price for that. But now I will do JLPT too, and I'll definitely pass it. Actually, no, I'm going to do N1. I'm going to do JLPT N1 next year. 
I'm going to definitely pass it. It's like... Um, and we'll have this conversation again <laughs> and I'll be smug and happy and smiles. And you'll be like, and I'll ask to see your certificate and you'll have just photoshopped it. <laughs> you big liar. I do, yeah, we do have a, I do have a good graphic designer who can, uh, who can make that happen. But no, let's do oh, it. Oh, dear. And you should do N5. <laughs> yeah, I'll do, do it. Crack. Go on, Pete. Is do it, it. Are these exams like uh, well, written N5, and, written N5's written really easy. You can do that in like f- six months. Oh, so it goes year. backwards, N5 to N5 N1. N5's the right. easy one. Ah. But with N1, N2, those are the ones that you can use to get a job in Japan. Often, right. if you're applying for a job in a Japanese company that doesn't mm. revolve around teaching English, they will ask for N1, N2. Yeah. Uh, it really opens a lot of doors. Yeah. So yeah. N5's more like a vanity thing. Right. And N4 is basic. And N3 is as well. But, you know, a lot of Once people do it. Twos. It's nice. I think it motivates you. If you get mm. N5, you think, well, I might as well N4 now, and you mm. kind of keep going up. Yeah. Motivated, yeah, I think I think you're. Uh, you should put a bet on. I'll get N one, you get N five. Asking a lot for my motivation. Is it written as well? Is it like written and because there's no speaking? It's only listening, listening and reading. Oh right, so okay. it's quite easy, really. Right. I've, I've I've a good friend of mine passed it in um, about eighteen months. N mm. two, jeez, which they say takes three to five years. Granted, he's smart. That sounds spooky. Does he live there? Uh, yeah. yeah, he's from. He's it's, it's he's, a lot easier. He's a Geordie truly. as well. Is he? He's a Geordie. He's from your neck of the woods. He's a Geordie. Uh, but yeah, he did it in eighteen months just by using Unki, the flashcard yeah. memorization app. So yeah. can be done. Well done him. Well done him. Well done him. I don't know what he's doing now. Uh, we've got an email here. Congratulations, Chris, uh, for finishing up the amazing uh, journey across Japan series. Uh, this is from uh, Augustine. Hello, Augustine. I think this has been uh, some of your greatest work, and as a follower of your channel, I can only thank you enough uh, for uh, superb content. I hope you're happy with it, how it all came out. If you had to pick your favourite guest from the journey, besides Pete, of course, who would that be and why? Had some amazing guests mm. on Journey Across Japan. Yeah, from Ryota and Natsuki to Sharla and my good friend Ellen. Mm. We had Joey the Anime Man. We had Kazu, a random Japanese woman that Ryota <laughs> knew and who was awesome. Drafted in. And somewhere near the bottom of the pile there was, uh, was Pete Dawson. Yeah. Emerging you know, from a lake in Kyoto. Made an, ama- <laughs> made an amazing... <laughs> I uh, don't have... I can't pick animal. out one guest. You know, what I like is each guest on Journey Across Japan, if you watch the series, was very different. Brought different things to the table. Pete brought insanity. Mm. Charlotte brought Canada. Positivity. <laughs> Positivity. Jerry brought... Kept you in line. Wacky youthfulness, because he's like 22 or something. Right. And exotic hair. And uh, everyone brought something new. Ryotaro just brought sarcasm and... Just annoyed me really. But it was fun. I did it. Was good. And Natsuki brought exercise for the first time in his life ever. <laughs> what I loved about Journey Across Japan, first day of the cycle, and you can go back and watch this. It's called Journey Across Japan Day One. Mm. Natsuki is in it, and he joined the cycle, which I didn't expect him to do. And I've I've never seen Natsuki do any exercise except when he walks around uh, quickly to find his cigarettes. <laughs> Other than that, I didn't know he's like done nothing in 20 years. Mm. You kind of said in the video, oh, I haven't done exercise in 25 years or something. So <laughs> to see him cycle, I felt like shedding a tear. Yeah. I mean, I didn't. I bet he did as well. a monster. But yeah, that was a lovely moment. So I can't give a single kind of person mm. who I enjoyed spending time with. They're all great. But I think that moment with Natsuki doing exercise on the first day, that was uh, the most powerful moment of the trip. Mm. Probably. Definitely. I don't know. Fun. And fun actually, fun. The, the last one we've got here uh, is about Natsuki. 
Mm. And it says, Dear Chris and Pete, in 2017, Chris did an unboxing video and said when Natsuki is famous, he would leave Japan. Would this still be the case? I hope not. Abroad in England just doesn't have the same ring. <laughs> uh, I love listening to the podcast on my walk to university. I made the Kyoto heat much more bearable, although currently writing this in freezing Scotland. And I look forward to listening to future podcasts and watching more on your channel. From the best tour guide ever, uh, a.k.a. Issy, a Scot without the accent. And I actually met this girl, uh, Issy, in Kyoto. She says, P.S., since oh. posting the photo of when I met you in the Fushimi Inari shrine, more people have asked if I was dating you then than they did with photos of me with my ex-boyfriend. <laughs> uh, this lovely Scottish girl, Issy, I was walking through Kyoto showing my cousin around the Fushimi Inari shrines, you know, mm. the red shrines yeah, going yeah, yeah. around. And you've been there. You've yeah. done it. You've seen it. In the dark. Um, yeah, she spotted me and we had a lovely chat. She's very nice. Mm. Um, following up her question... Do I plan to leave when Natsuki's famous? I don't know. Uh, I've still... I'm not made Natsuki famous yet. I always said I would. It's one of my lists, on my list of things to do. Maybe start with a smoking. Yeah, <laughs> let's stop him smoking first, then make him famous. And we can combine the two in some way. That would be amazing. But um, no, I, I don't know. It's quite a subjective thing, isn't it? What, what, what is fame? What is Pete? fame? What is fame? What is lung disease? <laughs> what is lung Either disease? Either way, you should stop smoking. <laughs> yeah. I think that'd be a good goal, though, to leave Japan when Natsuki's famous. <laughs> but that's going to take a long time. You don't want to be in part... You, wanna, you don't want to be part of uh, Natsuki's kind of entourage going around the world, kind of like looking after his seggies. <laughs> Babysitter to the cigarettes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm not sure what would take longer, to be honest. Getting JLPT N1 or making Natsuki famous. Yeah. I'll but those are the two driving. challenges that lie on the horizon for the next year. <laughs> but for now... That's all, guys. Thank you for your many questions, comments, stories coming into the Abroad Japan podcast at gmail.com folder. We'll be back same mm. time next week to do it all over again. And actually, I'll be in, the, be in, in Japan. You'll be in the old... Uh, Sad. Old Weird, Japan. I've spent a lot of time sitting next to you the last few weeks it's doing these nice. podcasts. It's, it's been, been nice. Undoubtedly easier. Yes. Um, but it's, it's nice to not see your face when doing the podcast. I can concentrate more. <laughs> I am rather alluring, aren't oh, I? Oh, I'm going to miss you, Pete. See you later, Chris. See you later, Pete. See you next week. Goodbye, everyone. See you next Wednesday, 10 p.m. <laughs> Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.